Hang on, Mr. Douglas. Yeah. Ah, hello, bangerang beautiful, empowering people. It's been a bit. You are hanging with Mr. Douglas, and I am thrilled to be here with you. This podcast is all about the powers innate in our human species that are quite often suppressed so as to keep the current structure of this power pyramid we find ourselves in from crumbling. And to keep that chokehold of ascension in your position of this artificial power structure just the way those at the top would like it. We're talking mindset, imagination, sigh, like remote viewing, clairvoyance, psychokinesis and stuff, subtle energy, sometimes not so subtle energy, magic, and more. We are back, and I'm excited to discuss some simple and potent practices provided by Robert Bruce in the way of energy work from his book, entitled uh, The Same. That title being Energy Work. <laughs> oh, cool. yeah, that's dope. Okay, I see what you did there. A brief aperitif introduction to the man before we get into the meal of this episode. I first found Robert Bruce while working at Barnes & Noble in Chicago way back in 2008 with his hefty tome, Astral Dynamics. Perusing through it, I quickly had the intuitive feeling that this guy was worth looking at. After reading Astral Dynamics, and also Fantastic Book, I tore through energy work and wished I had read energy work first, as it's way more of a utility belt of energy work practices, techniques, and visualizations, as well as just like I said earlier, simple, straightforward breakdown of the whole energy body situation in relation to us as a wider, broader, deeper entity. Now, the man Robert Bruce is absolutely a spiritual pioneer of our times. He's got five books out, and they all reflect his lifelong exploration and pursuit of understanding and utilizing all things energy, paranormal, psi, spiritual, and pushing that envelope of putting it all into practice. His personal experience is both deep and wide, and it's reflected in his no-nonsense conveyance of what can be considered rather woo-woo topics. I mean, let's be fair, as we get into this episode and further down the Mr. Douglas rabbit hole of individual empowerment, this stuff we're talking about is flat-out rejected by materialist science. Anybody who grew up going to school in the last hundred years is going to go, what the what are you talking about, Mr. Douglas? And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how the mainstream has absolutely poo-pooed, rejected, and maybe uh, aggressively suppressed and buried information that has been around the human race since the human race was the human race. I mean, we're talking a long time. When we get into Ingo Swan's uh, Psychic Sexuality book, half of that book is a brilliant historical kind of progression of our exposure and attempt at dipping the toes into this information. Some groups get pretty far along, and then it gets shut down, mostly by the West, though shut down publicly, studied aggressively, privately. Case in point, before the electron microscope was created, you had what are called micro-clairvoyants, uh, individuals who were using their subtle senses to see at the very tiny level in the Theosophical Society viewing the molecular structures of certain elements. There's a book that has these pictures, these illustrations put together, 
and how they compare to the actual microscopic images that came about a significant time after they did all this work. Hold on, I'm going to find the name of the book because it's a cool book and I just want to get it like as a coffee table edition because it's a subtle, yeah, you see that? They saw that before we, we figured that. It's pretty crazy. All right, hold on one sec. Ah, yes. Occult Chemistry Illustrated Edition by Charles Ledbeater and Annie Wood Besant. And you can find, you know, the, uh, a web-readable edition from Project Gutenberg. I just did this. You can look at uh, their illustrations of the uh, molecular structure of gold and then just type in molecular structure of gold and you're like, oh my goodness, it's a pretty close illustration when you've never seen it before at that scale visually. It's wild. So yeah, this stuff, it's real. It's been suppressed. It's in us all. And we're here to bring awareness to it to strengthen it within ourselves so that our individual empowerment paths become that much more productive. So, some topics of high knowledge Robert is well-versed in include astral projection, energy work, kundalini, mind's eye vision, spiritual and psi development, as well as psychic self-defense. Robert Bruce provides a tasty, straightforward sandwich of techniques that are immediately accessible and easy to practice. Oh, sounds delicious. I'll take two! Oh, it sounds pretty good. Okay, sure. Sure, I'll order it. They also, for me at least, were pretty quick to provide feedback in the form of noticeable sensation. One of the reasons why I am excited to share these techniques, just because you, you're going to get that kind of, oh, I sense something fairly quickly. So, check out his books on Amazon, check out his website, astraldynamics.com. Okay, so, why am I talking about this book? Because, in our search for avenues to personal empowerment, the ability to walk around the edges of our reality boxes and test those walls for pathways not perceived previously, it's a great method of awareness expansion. Like the raptor in Jurassic Park. They were testing the fences for weaknesses systematically. So, in short, Robert Bruce's book, Energy Work, cuts to the quick, gives some great, simple definitions and examples and blueprints to understand aspects of ourselves and our energy body, so that we can then take the next steps of putting some of these simple exercises to work in us and for us. Ah, here comes the music break. Oh, that's pretty chill music, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'm dig getting it. into it. All right. The book begins with Robert Bruce discussing our mind's eye body image and how to engage with that already innate ability. To quote the author, he writes, To see your body image, sit and relax in a soft, indirect light with eyes closed. Make sure no direct light source is hitting your eyelids. When you're ready, with eyes closed and gazing ahead, raise your right arm straight out from your shoulder to the side. Spread your fingers wide and rotate your wrist. Open and close your hand a few times while doing this. Become aware of where your hand is with your body awareness. Pay attention to this area. 
to the space where you feel your hand to be. As you move your hand, you will notice that you can see something moving there in your mind's eye. Doesn't matter if you move your eyeballs to look at your hand, but it is easier to just gaze ahead. The position of your hand to the side will not cause any shadow movement that could affect your eyes like what happens if you move your hands in front of your face. Turn your head to the left so that even with your eyes open, you would not be able to see this action or cause any shadow movement that might affect your physical eyes and repeat the above. You will find you can still see the movement and shape of your hand and arm. In the beginning, this will appear as just a shadowy movement. Keep moving your hand and explore this image for a while. So, this simple practice is a way to get your waking mind, your monkey mind, to realize that, quote-unquote, visualization is real. It's an inbuilt faculty that's already working. It's not something that requires a great deal of mental effort. Paying attention to this stuff might take some effort at first. Our monkey mind is used to that, I want chocolate, there it is, let's go for it, let's go again. Ooh, are those cookies? You know, instant gratification kind of system. But the more you keep practicing, uh, lightly, you know, having fun, keeping it slow and steady, and uh, a consistent pace, your attending to your mind's eye body visualization becomes much easier. I'm fortunate in that a lot of the acting and movement exercises we were put through in acting school had the ancillary effect of expanding the mind's eye awareness of the body and immediate surroundings. My movement teacher gave me this fun gem to put into practice at one point. She said, while you're sitting or walking or waiting, she said, gently try to see past your eyes. See how far you can get to see in 360 degrees in relation to your body. See from your shoulders, see from your back, see from your butt, see from the back of your knees. She didn't mean spin your eyes to the opposite sides of your skull. Uh, it was a subtle, light-touch visualization exercise that promoted gentle expansion of awareness of what the mind could be aware of at any given moment. So, Robert goes on to say, quote, Beyond just being fascinating, the ability to observe your mind's eye body image map has some important benefits. This provides invaluable personal experience of an observable spiritual energy phenomena, which strongly affects your beliefs concerning what you can and cannot accept and do. Unquote. It's a reality box breaker, baby. Building a new and improved version with a simple mind's eye body image awareness technique. He goes on, this also brings you closer to the body intelligence aspect of your higher self. These things empower energy work and self-healing and generally speed up spiritual and psychic development, unquote. This is what I'm all about here and what this podcast is increasingly about. As Ingo Swan said, individual empowerment by way of cultivating and unfolding and nurturing the power innate within the human race as a species raising awareness and personal power, this is in us all just waiting to unfurl. And the more we grow this garden, the more abundance, real abundance, I believe, the human race will be able to experience. Dropping the shackles that we find ourselves more and more aware of as these wild times continue to 
dawn upon us all. So, the next time you find yourself sitting on the couch or at the office, staring at the computer screen, take a moment, close your eyes, reach behind you, and watch as your mind visualizes you reaching behind you. Wiggle your fingers, do that wavy motion, give a thumbs up, boom. That's visualization happening in your mind's eye right there. A little later, Robert clears up uh, even more this sticking point of visualization that I've noticed seems to be a struggle point. For a lot of people interested in this and adjacent kinds of work, he says visualization is not a visual skill. You don't need to see anything visual in your mind when you visualize. It's if you do see something, it's a mind's eye vision, like clairvoyance, or an awake lucid dream type experience. And here's the kicker. He says visualization is pure imagination. Cue that Willy Wonka song. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Visualization is pure imagination. Every child can do this perfectly. A visualization exercise of guided meditation is exactly the same as any other fantasy, where memory is used to build a fictional scenario in the mind's eye. It may be full of sights, and sounds, smells, tastes, textures, and feelings, but nothing's actually seen visually. Memory plays an important part in imagination and visualization. Have you ever replayed past actions in your mind, in your mind's eye, to help you find a lost item? Replaying or recreating events, whether real or fictitious, like that dumb thing I said to that girl in the elevator, Oh, I like the composition of your book bag. What? Involves the constructive use of imagination. This is perfect visualization, and everyone has the natural ability to do this perfectly right now. Like me, visualizing saying something way better to that girl in the elevator. More accurate ways to describe visualization are terms like I sense, I feel, I perceive. However, we are all unique and should never assume that the mind's eye visualization is going to be uniform for everyone. You know, just like we lean into certain senses more than others, our visualization experience may lean into certain ways of perceiving over other ways of perceiving. Right, okay, I get it, sure. And to shake the apple tree, holding some misperceptions on visualization and seeing a little further, he gives us this to consider. Quote, your natural center of awareness rests in your eyes, as sight is the strongest sense if you are sighted. This is the window through which you observe the physical world, but your center of conscious awareness is not restricted to your eyes. Your mind does not reside inside your head, but includes your entire physical body. The eyes are just the habitual focus of consciousness. Your conscious attention, focused on a specific part of your body, energetically stimulates that part. Unquote. Now, Robert does give us a, a, a small little story about when he was 38 years old and how he had a conversation with his higher self. Uh, he doesn't go into too much detail, but it is interesting in that it sets the premise for his work, which is saying, hey, I've taken the time to do all of this work myself. It's all coming from personal experience. And that is what his higher self 
dialogue ended up being about was, hey, look, it's time for you to ditch preconceived notions. It's time for you to dump it all by the wayside and recognize that the only thing of value for you, dear Robert, is going to be your personal experience. Everything else is going to live in maybe land, which is okay. I have said frequently on this podcast, and I will continue to say it, it is the mark of a powerful individual to be able to consider ideas without having to accept them or reject them out of hand immediately uh, if they do not jive with their particular lens of seeing their world. Consider something. Leave it in the maybe station. Unless you've experienced it personally, you know, for yourself, you can know based off of that personal experience. Everything else, as Robert's higher self told him, stays in the question. And the advice he got from his higher self was to remain in the question, to stay in the question. And that's pretty cool. So that's where this information is coming from. It's good advice, I think, for me. And for anybody who is you know, having to come across this kind of information that can so often be like, what? Okay, we can consider it. I don't have to accept it. I'm not going to reject it. I can consider it and stay in the question and have a personal experience to either verify or fill out whatever kind of blank space on the page that I need to fill out in order to have a personal understanding of that information. Okay. Now, Robert then discusses how he breaks down the self as a collective set of awarenesses. I'll say it again. The great thing about these books is that it's all based off his personal experience. It's great because there's a massive amount of overlap when it comes to occult writing on these subjects. There's a lot of resonating going on with this information uh, compared to what Rudolf Steiner talks about, uh, what I was exposed to in The Golden Dawn, what you come across in some theosophical writings like I had mentioned with the, uh, uh, you know, the occult chemistry book, as well as Ingo Swan's research, particularly, as I had said previously, when we get to his book, Psychic Sexuality. Now, Robert does state that this model here he's about to present to us is not all-encompassing. It doesn't include the subtle body aspects like the etheric, astral, or mental bodies, but it does a great job at building a structure, a kind of lattice of understanding when discussing energy work in any form. So, imagine your body, and we've got these kind of layers, first around it and then kind of interpenetrating it too. The most uppermost layer is going to be the super consciousness, right? Kind of that higher self level. Then you've got normal awake consciousness, this one we're most familiar with during our nine to five waking life. And that's that monkey mind that, hey, I'm hungry, I should eat. What should I eat? I shouldn't eat candy, I should eat something healthy. Mm, Maybe I'll have some candy with the something healthy. Three, it's that subconscious mind, that part of the mind that is certainly informing that desire for candy as during this time of year, uh, uh, a nice... Reese's peanut butter cup sure hits the spot. Then there's the physical body, you know, the deep knowing that the body carries with it, uh, especially when it comes to experiences during life, whether they be positive or negative. Uh, Definitely a lot of trauma uh, uh, is sequestered in parts of the body. 
But then we go a little lower, we, go, we get a little deeper down to cellular intelligence. And how every cell in our body has got some level of awareness in that, hey, you know, a gut cell needs to know to create another gut cell and do what the gut cell does. The gut cell is not going to do the same thing as a big toe cell. That would be weird. So there's some, you know, intelligence and awareness there. And then we've got the subtle energy body where the energetic pathways are streaming through us and interpenetrating all those other bodies as well. So these minds are layered and interconnected, and it is tough to get a handle on them individually as we start to consider them. Yeah, that's a lot, bro. I don't know about that. That seems like I gotta sit on that for a little while. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Just keep going. We're Just keep going. keep going. We're with you. I'm not saying I'm not with him. I'm with him. But anyway, uh, you know, let intuition be your guide. At the base of it all, and what everything is ultimately formed of, is pure consciousness. And Robert says, pure consciousness is energy. And energy knows no boundaries. Imagination, emotion, intention, and energetic actions are all expressions of consciousness and energy. Where attention goes, your energy flows, is a fundamental principle of energy work. And your energetic actions will always be shaped by your thoughts, with exactly the properties you imagine and intend them to contain. So, what is this energy body anyway? Yeah! Yeah, okay. We'll it, okay. Oh, I don't know what. Robert breaks it down by stating that every cell of your body is alive with bioelectrical activity that produces biomagnetic fields. Beneath this activity exists the layers of subtle and spiritual energy fields that comprise the human energy body. It overlays and interpenetrates the physical body like a template or lattice or blueprint, but parts of it also exist independently. Our energy bodies have many layers, as well as energy centers most commonly referenced as chakras, and these are like the vital organs of the energy body. We are most familiar with the seven major chakras, the root or foundation chakra, right at the uh, perineum area, usually looked at as red. Then you got the sacral chakra, right around your belly button, uh, and that is uh, orange. Solar plexus chakra, that's gonna be yellow, right at your solar plexus. The heart chakra, green in the uh, center heart area of your chest. Throat chakra, you know, at your throat, it's blue. Then the third eye chakra around the uh, area of the brow is gonna be, what's that purple color, uh, amethyst, there it is. And then you got the crown chakra hovering just above the top of your head in a kind of indigo ultraviolet kind of look as well as hundreds of secondary energy centers. There are also three main storage centers, which are called the Danqians in Eastern practices like Qigong. And they, uh, the first one is around the navel. The second is at the heart. And the third is at the forehead or third eye area. and uh, dense areas uh, of loads of tiny energy exchange pores. 
Also, every part of the physical body is a part of the energy body. And that makes sense, you know, when people who've had their limbs amputated still feel as if there's like some semblance of a limb there. And that space sometimes even itches. Uh, it's commonly known as the phantom limb syndrome. There's also a, a central channel or shushumna running up the center of the body. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but S-U-S-H-U-M-N-A. Uh, two major energy conduits called the Ida and Pingala winding up either side. Picture the Caduceus staff or the staff of Hermes. It's the rod with the wings on either side, uh, on the top of it, with the two snakes intertwined moving up the central staff. All of this uh, to say that the human energy body is complex. Who would have thought? Yeah, you're telling me, jeez. Don't worry about any of this right now. Okay. As it's not necessary to get started using his techniques. This info just appears over and over and over again. And I think it's always fun to see the correlations and connections across various perspectives and techniques. And it helps to have an awareness of them, even if only slightly. Now, how you think and feel, Robert makes this point, also has profound effects on your energy body. You feel happy, you're going to feel expansive, lighter, bigger, brighter. You feel sad, and you're going to feel small, you know, tight, rigid, and all around not so good. This, in part, at least, is your energy body expanding and contracting in response to your thoughts and feelings. There is real power to the power of positive or constructive thinking. There are destructive ways of thinking, and there are constructive ways of thinking. Because the idea of positive thinking, I'm just going to think positive now. I, I think that whitewashes the complexity that we carry within us all the time and the way we go about thinking the thoughts that we do. You can think to yourself, I got to get my shit together. Now, that's not necessarily positive because you're kind of you're pushing yourself. and like, hey, get your shit together, man. But that's not uh, a destructive way of thinking. That's a constructive way. So yeah, you got to get your shit together. That's constructive. And I think that is also uh, more helpful than my shit's all over the place. I'll never get it together. Ah, you know, I mean, that, that's destructive. So I like to think in terms of constructive and destructive forms of thinking. It's constructive to think, hey, today is going to be a good day. I'm putting that out there. That's constructive. That's not destructive. It can also be considered positive. Okay, so the energy work taught in this book, the book titled Energy Work, uh, is what Robert calls the tactile imaging system. Like the little practice when we first got into this episode, all of the practices and techniques involve focusing awareness of your physical body, your body awareness, on a specific point in your body and then moving that point of focus around. Oh. Oh. Okay, I'm getting it. Sure. So, why do energy work? Well, Robert says the benefits occur on every level, encouraging the physical body to function better, repair itself, and fend off disease more optimally. Now, at the very least, I've noticed expanded awareness and definite increased blood flow in areas focused on with this system. I had a bad bout of uh, throat pain brought on by a bunch of factors that stopped me from recording voice work for a time. 
using this and uh, one other technique helped my body heal up to the point that when I went into the doctor, they shoved cameras down my throat. Not at all comfortable. Uh, and I, they, they, well, they couldn't find anything wrong. Thank goodness. They, they gave me local anesthesia around my nose and just jammed a little camera string down. My, oh, oh, you're going to feel a sensation of gag. Don't. Okay, doctor. But yeah, thankfully, actually, I actually went to two different doctors. And while it was intense, I mean, hey, you know, when you're dealing with that kind of discomfort and you don't necessarily know what's what, it can be um, unbalancing. But leaning into these kinds of energy work practices, when I went to the doctor, it, 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 I literally got the response. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong. Yeah, no, I don't. Do you have sleep apnea? Like, do you snore pretty hard? Like that, that was the extent of what it uh, ended up being in terms of the conversation with a doctor. That and heartburn. Like, yeah, and so, you know, you sleep elevated. But at least putting these practices into practice, whatever it was that was giving me such severe fatigue and discomfort in my throat for a time dissipated to the point so, so significantly that when I went to the doctor, they were like, yeah, you know, we actually don't see anything. And this, this throat issue, man, it was bothering me for some time. I didn't know what it was. It was freaking me out. Like I, I had trouble sleeping. Uh, it was so at such a significant level of discomfort. Thankfully, I don't have that anymore, which is really great. So just like hitting the gym on a regular schedule, you will get into better shape. Regular sessions of energy work will help your energy body get shredded. Robert drops some interesting gold doubloons concerning this kind of work when he says, quote, body awareness-based energy work methods allow for specific targeting of energy conduits and primary energy centers. By exercising these, they can be activated, developed, and evolved. This translates into actual spiritual development and evolution, unquote. So again, cut into the quick. Like, yes, there are many different roots that will lead to the same strong tree of development of the human power system. But this is going to be one that's uh, pretty no-nonsense. I'll say it here. I, I'll say it again, but I'll say it here too. Um, <clears throat> he makes it a point of stating that if and when you are going to use these techniques to charge those energy centers, uh, the three dantians particularly, uh, he says that to energize any of the dantians before the base energy dantian, the one around the uh, navel, would really open up yourself to imbalance and some trouble. You want to, like a plant grows from the root upward, at least at the start, you, you want to focus where our kind of, you know, base of the trunk resides and allow that energy to then overflow upward to the other energy centers. So charge, if you're going to charge, charge your base energy center and then allow that energy to fill you up naturally rather than skipping it and charging your third eye center uh, first. This can cause a lot of, uh, well, trouble. You're going to be uh, unbalanced. 
and potentially open yourself up to stuff that you're not really ready to kind of weather because of the imbalanced space you've placed yourself in. Now, I'll say it again later on. Don't worry. I'll also say, though, that these types of exercises help cultivate the awareness and aid greatly in efficacy of other practices I have found from other sources, from simply strengthening focus to helping in building up and directing energy in certain Psi practices. These techniques are great energy body gym sequences. You know, put the reps in with these and you will see benefits crossing over to other techniques and practices. There is so much more in this book, <laughs> but I do want to get to some basic techniques so that we can put them into practice and enjoy the sensations so that we can all take it and run with it in our own fun ways. This book is a great read and it is full of solid information. I definitely recommend it if you're going for a simple fortifying meal that will fuel your exploration into individual empowerment. Absolutely. And we're going to get into it after the break. Ah, another break? I'm hyped now. That's getting exciting. All right, I'll wait. Okay, are we back? Yes, we are back. Oof. Robert tells us the key to effective energy work is developing tactile awareness of your physical body. These practices will help with just that. Simply, quote, when body awareness is brushed back and forth through the hand, the nerves there are continually charging and discharging. This increases bioelectrical activity and causes some unusual physical sensations, unquote. Robert says it's like a subtle energy ripple wave effect. And most common among these unusual sensations tend to be a tightness or a heaviness, a fuzziness, a thickness, a tingling, buzzing, fluttering, fizzing like seltzer water or soda, a warm or cool sensation. These sensations are caused by increased energy movement stimulating nerves in the physical body. And again, everyone will feel it a little bit differently. Now, just as a little uh, 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 side note here, little or no sensation during early energy work can signify a couple of things too. A healthy or well-developed energy body, like you already got it going on, way to go. Uh, a sluggish energy body with energy blockages or ineffective tactile imaging actions. Robert does say, however, that in all cases where people persevere in energy work, the energy body eventually responds and produces normal energy movement sensations. Okay, here we go. A few energy work techniques. Get yourself comfortable. Sitting in a chair, shoes off, don't cross your legs. Eliminate distractions so you can gently focus. This one is called brushing hands. It's a classic. To start, rest your left hand on your desk or, or your lap, palm up, fingers together. With the fingertips of your right hand, stroke the whole surface of your hand. Stroke your left hand with your right hand from wrist to fingertips repeatedly. Going about one second per stroke, maybe a little slower, maybe a little faster. I don't know if you run hot or cold. Nothing vigorous but gentle 
and deliberate. Bring your attention to the sensation created. I'm doing it now. I am currently taking my right hand and gently but deliberately stroking my left palm from fingertips all the way down to wrist. Just getting that sensation going. Are you doing it too? <laughs> what does it feel like? Memorize this feel of the touch. Do this back and forth hand stroking for about 30 seconds to a minute, maybe a little longer if you're getting into it. Now, stop that stroking and see if you can reproduce the feel and movement of this fingertip hand stroking on your left hand from memory alone, with your body awareness alone. Stop physically stroking your hand and keep moving the memory of the feel of the stroking action through the whole of your left hand. I'm doing it now. Are you doing it? Continue this for a minute or more until you have a good feel for this action. Try with the eyes open, try with the eyes closed. Now there should be, after a little while, the beginnings of some vague but interesting and noticeable sensations. Like mentioned before, it'll most likely come across like a fuzziness, a tightness, a heaviness, a pressure, a tingling, a buzzing. Uh, Robert says that, it, it, and it's an accurate descriptor, I like this one, um, when doing these practices, it's like the residual feeling you have after clapping your hands a couple of times, you know, that buzzy sensation, it's like that. And there, that is the basis for just about all of these exercises, taking that sensation and applying it to various parts of the body. Now, a particularly sensitive part of the body that I like to do this with is uh, while laying in bed is your feet. I like to go as deep as possible uh, whenever I'm uh, doing this particular practice. And what I uh, particularly imagine, uh, the brushing sensation back and forth, um, whether it's feet or any part of the body, is using one of those like sturdy horsehair brushes, you know, the real like tough bristly ones. So using my imagination, I send those bristles brushing through my body in a brushing sensation deep into the meat of my feet and brush back and forth for a minute or two to stimulate the area. The um, imagery of that brush, uh, you can amplify and change. Robert, later on in the book, uh, and I won't touch upon these uh, in this episode, but the kind of next step would be creating these kinds of uh, imaginary mental energy work tools, uh, whether it's like a, a blowtorch or uh, a kind of healing foam spray, or a spritz bottle, or a power hose, or like a hot, like iron, like red hot iron. You go, tss, you know, you're gonna really cauterize some spot if you want. Uh, fortified water, you know. I mean, just you know, you get creative, and you can inform your energy work with these interesting energy tools as well. So, an energy tool I like to use is that real nice uh, bristly brush. That, that's a, a great tactile enhancer pour moi. Oh, I like that. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, huh. I use the brush. Okay. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty neat. All right. So next, Robert discusses creating energy balls. Did anybody say Hadouken? Hadouken! 
Robert says that energy balls are thought-form constructs. And we will do a whole episode on thought-form constructs. From simple ones like these energy tools all the way to tulpas and servitors, thought-form constructs, pretty wild. At the subtle energy level, this is real and non-imaginary and will have real effects on your energy body. This, too, might sound familiar. So we begin, rub your hands together vigorously, like you're warming them up, you know, for 15 to 30 seconds, and get that lasting sensation tingle to happen. Let's do it, let's do it. All right, get them nice and warm. Now, hold your hands out in front of your chest, cupping your hands slightly with fingers almost touching, but not, you know, like you're holding onto a ball. I like to imagine the smaller dodgeballs that we used to hurl at each other in gym class as the size of my energy ball between my hands, big enough to wear after training if I needed to. I could use it as a Hadouken. Feel for a bit of pressure or resistance, akin to when you try to put the same polled sides of two different magnets together. You know, you feel that resistance, that pressure. It's kind of like that. Look for that. Send your attention there to the edges of your hands and see, bringing your hands back and forth, closer together, further apart. See if you can begin to feel, yeah, there it is. That very interesting, slight sensation of resistance. Close your eyes and imagine and feel an electric blue tennis or dodgeball sized energy ball is forming between your hands. Feel the energy ball spinning between your hands. Imagine it. You may not actually see it, but imagine it. This works with eyes closed or open. My eyes have been open the entire time. Try both ways and experience your results. Look for that feel. Oh man, it's still there. And it's interesting, you know, sometimes I get a stronger sensation when my hands aren't totally parallel, like my left hand is a little bit higher than my right hand. I can really feel it right there. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you got to give it a shot. You got to try it. It's always, always awesome when I get that sensation. This one is wild. The magnet description definitely to me is the best one that I can relate to. Uh, when it comes to that slight pressure and resistance. So this energy ball ends up becoming a quintessential tool. Here's another thought construct, another tool in your utility belt for your energy work. It's used to charge up energy centers in your body. It's used to clear out pathways, raise your overall energy level, and more. I like to think of this energy ball as like that blue electric kind of, kind of color passing through certain parts of my body, raising the overall energy capacity of the space that I'm passing it through, kind of supercharging it, optimizing it, waking it up and, and having it be at uh, a full alert so that if I need to protect myself or bring awareness to a portion of my body that I'll be using, uh, uh, that, that is a really nice way to do that. Case in point, doing voice work, passing that energy ball back and forth in my lungs and my diaphragm and my throat, uh, just having that energy ball bring awareness and supercharging that area helps me perform a little bit for me, uh, you know, better for me. So you could take this energy ball and the stimulating feeling you felt with the hand brushing exercise 
and pair them together. Pass that ball from the top of your head through the center of your body, just below your bum and back, you know, passing through those seven major chakra centers. Now go a little further. Go all the way down to your feet and back up to the top of your head. You have just done the energy ball bounce. This is a wonderful way to take that energy ball, pass it through your body to just give yourself an overall kind of wake up. It can charge you. It can cleanse you. You can use it for protection. Move this energy ball back and forth through areas of the body, like your brow, like your chest, like your navel area, any specific area to stimulate and raise that particular energy center. The sensations are real. Something is happening. <laughs> I totally felt Yo, it. Oh my right, God. Right. It's there, bro. It's happening. The book has practice techniques where you can even pass this energy ball back and forth between you and a partner in a two-person exercise. Now, there are various ways you can move this energy around to find which ways stimulate most readily. You can do the classic brush, which I like, stirring the energy in a clockwise kind of way, like a whirlpool works. Uh, wrapping the energy around, like wrapping strips of saran wrap or duct tape around the body, uh, that works. Uh, also a gentle kneading, like bread. Uh, or tearing, like you're tearing into a bread roll, that can help uh, kind of wake up stagnant energy parts. You know, you're kind of, you're kneading and, and tearing into that stagnant chunk of uh, uh, energy so that more energy can flow through. And then you can, you can knead and tear and then pass that energy ball through that area. And this is all just an introduction and the start to what this book has to offer. Uh, but this is the kind of work that uh, I resonate with. I definitely recommend getting the book and exploring further if you're resonating with it too. Because again, it's uh, very no-nonsense. Okay, one more technique I used recently uh, while sitting underneath an air conditioning vent during a meeting with people coughing and sniffling all around me. Yeah, and I'm still fine. So this one is called The Plank. <laughs> it's extremely versatile, and you can use it to stimulate the whole energy body. Uh, you can use it to clear personal space uh, and even create energy shields. So here we go. Imagine a plank uh, of wood or a pillar of light, a little larger and taller than your whole body to the side of you, a thick energy strip. I imagine like a kind of marble column but it's supercharged and glowing with electric blue energy and, you know, little lightning coming off of it like the plasma ball, you know. So you imagine this pillar, this plank, is attached to you by energy filaments. Again, I, I like the uh, electric energy tendrils from those cool plasma orbs uh, that you would find in novelty stores and you can touch. And the plasma would go where you touched it in the first part of the orb. When my brother and I were kids, we went into a novelty shop and we were having a really good time with uh, one of those orbs and we knocked it over and uh, chipped it and my mom was really pissed because the store manager made her buy it but it was okay because we got that orb <laughs> so win-win <laughs> sorry mom move the plank clockwise around the body so you've got that tall electric blue pillar connecting you with those energy tendrils and you're moving this whole pillar 
clockwise around your body, staying in touch with it and feeling the full length of your body connected to this energy pillar. Increase the speed of this pillar, this plank rotating around you just a bit as you speed it up, just a bit. And as you speed it up, imagine it moving further away from you. Do this for a minute or two. Eventually, imagine it generating a field around you that can be charged with energy raising and protective properties. So, but yeah, back to that example, I used it to kind of build a barrier around myself to push away whatever may have been floating around in that room where the meeting was going on. So, you know, as of today, no sniffles for Mr. Douglas. Now, this is not medical advice, obviously. I'm not a doctor. But it seems to me that the intention of raising my body's ability to push away and resist and uh, uh, handle whatever it was that was in the room, that intention that I had placed in that mental practice, had some effect because other people around the workspace are not doing so hot. I'm all right. So, okay, these techniques provide the foundation of most other exercises in the book, however, and are a great starting point to get your energy body stimulated and feel that pleasant rise in energy and a definite awareness expansion. Experiencing these sensations even once is an awareness expander. This is real. What are the implications of being able to move the seeming sensation of energy around your body with your focused attention alone? How strong can you get that sensation? What kinds of effects can continued energy work have? Can you transfer this sensation or the effects of the sensation to other objects, to people, to your pets, to peer at the other side of the coin? You know, let's be that guy. Wait, what do you mean that guy? Yeah, I mean that guy. Okay. Is this stuff really doing anything? Is this all just imagination plate spinning? Is it? Uh, perhaps. But mindset seems to be central to achieving just about anything. Approaching that person you'd like to talk to will go way better with a light, fun, let's have a laugh mindset, as opposed to that clunky, depressed, angry, slow, and soggy, I'll screw this up attitude. Why not a focused mindset on beneficial energy raising for myriad positive effects? Why not? As opposed to focusing on how uncomfortable you feel, how that knot in your back is a pain, how susceptible you might be to whatever might be floating around, as the office example I used earlier. As we explored in the previous episode, simply focusing on experiencing selfish positive events and outcomes has been studied in a lab and shown to aid in healing and manifestation. In particular, tumors, cancerous tumors on rats. So there is something there to focused mindset. Enough, I would say, that in my personal experience to have beneficial outcomes and experiences to the point where I want to share this information with you. So, give it a shot. Play with these techniques. Have fun. Okay. Hey, man, have fun. He said have fun. Okay. Yeah, bro. We're here for a good time, all right? I'm here for a good time. There is next to no downside to any of this. And again, it can only aid in awareness expansion, which, again, is the first and biggest step, according to Ingo Swan, when it comes to personal empowerment, which is what we are all about. Now, some helpful tips that Robert provides. When your mind starts to chatter and distract, 
firmly state, I choose to relax and clear my mind. I choose to focus on this, what I am focusing on now. Restate whenever you're getting distracted. Also, journaling uh, helps dump excess energy around thoughts out of you. So, you know, you've signaled your mind that you've accounted for, in some way, by journaling, these thoughts and issues that could preoccupy you during your meditation, your energy work, and any other practice you might be engaged in. And uh, 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 as a personal aside, I found a, an old journal that I had when I went uh, for my Euro trip into England and uh, on, onto the mainland uh, European continent, and it was a trip. Um, <laughs> I don't just mean in the trip. I mean, like, it's a, it was a trip reading the journal, and that was pretty cool seeing how I was dialoguing with myself in this journal, what I thought was important enough to write down and hold for later so that I could look back and be like, oh, wow, this was my mindset. It was pretty cool. I was a pretty positive person even back then. Uh, I'm very excited to be in Europe, and uh, I do report that I learned so much more in the month of training uh, (laughs) at Balliol College than I did in the third year of training at uh, the conservatory that I was at DePaul. But that's a story for another time, which I'd be happy to go into later. Anyway, journaling, helpful, yes. Uh, A golden rule, another tip, a golden rule of energy work is if energy sensations become overly strong or painful or worrying in any way, stop. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, rest, eat something, take a walk. Ground yourself, take a shower, play some video games, chill, and pick it back up going slow when you feel comfortable doing so. Another tip, the key to effective energy work is to move your sense of touch and feel through your body. It's just another way of stating what we stated before. It helps if you feel that uh, if you're trying to sense tiny changes in air temperature and, and movement in the skin over the area you're focusing on. Uh, similar, you know, that runs parallel to the whole, ah, my hands are kind of raw after clapping for a little while. Can you feel that shift in air pressure and temperature around the space that you're focusing on? Another tip, and this is interesting, your imaginary body awareness hands are the focal points for doing this energy work, or at least some of this energy work. Ignore your arms. And he's basically saying, Don't be limited by your um, idea of your body's physical limitations in terms of anatomy. Uh, Imagine your awareness arms will stretch to any length at any angle. So if you want to reach an area with your body awareness hands, if you're sitting and you want to scratch your big toe or the back of your heel and you can't physically reach for it, don't worry about it. Use your imaginary, your mind, your body awareness hands to go there and stretch and tickle and tap, tap and, you know, touch that, touch that area the way that you're looking to stimulate that particular area with your body awareness hands. Uh, imagine it like Mr. Fantastic for all you Marvel fans out there. Focusing your body awareness. Another tip, focusing your body awareness keenly in the area you are working on will help with these exercises. Feel with your body. Like that uh, movement and uh, body awareness exercise my movement teacher gave me. 
Try to see with the back of your knees. Feel the area around you with your shoulder blades, your elbows. Uh, a variation on that practice, um, also given me by my uh, movement teacher. Thank you, Patrice. Um, breathe in and out from various parts of your body. Uh, also, Trudy, Patrice and Trudy, voice coach, movement coach, kick ass people. Breathe in and out from your feet, from your thumbs, from your shoulder blades, from the back of your knees. Breathe in and out of these particular areas, and this will help bring awareness to these particular areas of your body. This really helped me uh, bring awareness to certain parts of my body that I would otherwise ignore. A big one that I still need to engage with uh, a little extra is the small of my back. That's for whatever reason, um, one of these parts of my body that like, I need to remember exists and is supporting me. And like I was just leaning over in a funky way. And as soon as I brought that attention to the small of my back, I, I started to stand up straight. You can hear it in my voice. I'm more full. But yeah, that's a big deal for me, and that does help. Breathing from particular areas of your body does a great job at bringing awareness to those particular types, uh, particular spots of your body. And, uh, you know, it may be a little weird, but uh, imagine breathing in and out from these areas uh, like the pores of your skin are breathing in or out. Uh, or, or there's a giant mouth in that area that appears and breathes in and out from these parts. Yes, it's a little freaky, uh, but that is also helpful. Uh, imagining, actually, if you're trying to bring awareness to your third eye space, imagining, and it's a little weird, but like a mouth with an eye breathing in and out at your uh, third eye space does a real quick job for me of bringing that kind of tingling sensation to the third eye area. Now, and again, I said it before, I'll say it again. This is a heads up. If you are going to use these techniques to charge your energy centers, Robert says, Quote, the most important energy center to fill is the sub-navel storage center or the lower dantian. Uh, when this is full, it can be said to overflow naturally conditioned energy into the sub-heart and then into the sub-brow. Uh, excessively filling the two higher storage centers in the heart and brow is unwise. This can disrupt the energy body and cause predictable problems, including emotional, mental, and psychic instability. There are no safe shortcuts here, unquote. It's a good tip. You can't fast track this stuff, but you can get into it pretty easy. We're, here, we're in it for the long run. We're not in it for a weekend psychic retreat and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm, I'm moving mountaintops with my mind. No, we are much more beautiful and complex instruments than that. And because of that, these beautiful and complex instruments need to be given the time and attention consistently over time in order to make that beautiful music that we all can make. Okay, now, that was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot, bro. And it's only just the beginning of our discussions on energy work and awareness expansion. All right, I'm into it. Give these practices a run while chilling on the couch or as you are laying in bed. Enjoy the sensations and above all, have fun with it. Your awareness will expand. And now what might be on the other side of the bridge of this expanded awareness? Well, you'll have to cross it to find out. Now that will do it for this episode of Hanging with Mr. Douglas. Thank you for hanging. 
Check out Robert Bruce's book, Energy Work, on Amazon, along with all his other books. And definitely explore his website, astraldynamics.com, to learn more. As a brief personal update, I have officially moved, and I am still, slowly, but surely, settling in and finding my new groove. My cat is getting cozy and now has every opportunity to stare at me and silently judge me for not giving her food, treats, or playtime when she wants them, which is a good upgrade. <laughs> uh, I have a new full-time voiceover job, which is a dream come true, and it's going amazing, and I am super thankful for it. Um, uh, one of my listeners, Hey Diana, asked if I had used the techniques discussed in last episode, and uh, just to answer the question, the answer is absolutely. I still use them, and I'm always updating my list of 20 or more as time changes. Uh, you know, I acquire or experience an item, so you scratch that off the list, or I discover that, uh, you know, I actually I don't really want that thing. I was just, I just put that there. But, um, you know, one of the things that I imagined was getting this job, and I have it now. <laughs> it's uh, not on my list anymore, which is pretty fantastic. But I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. The world is a wonderful, wild, wild place. And we are far more able to influence for our own betterment and the betterment of others this wonderful, wild place uh, than those who've structured this environment would like us to know. These techniques and practices I'm talking about are all various ways, I think, to tapping into that central, inborn, innate power that the human species has, all to the ultimate theme of individual empowerment, various roots that lead to the same tree of the human power abilities. Also, you know, you take a real, real far back view and consider that if in fact we are all one, then individual empowerment is actually empowerment of everybody. So the more you pursue this, the more, yeah, you're helping yourself out, but you are in effect helping everybody else out because we are all at the base of it, one. I like that. That that does help me say, hey, you know what? This is actually worth pursuing all the more. It's not so selfish in that, ah, I'm just looking for power. No, it's, it's, hey, I'm looking to become a better and better version of myself, which in turn helps everybody else out because we're all connected. And if we all became just a little bit more empowered, became aware just a little bit more of how awesome we all actually are, the ripple effect across our world would be jaw-dropping. Now let's drop some jaws. Yeah, okay, I'm in here. Right, I'm down, jaw let's dropper. drop some jaws. Okay, I'm motivated. And let's recognize we are a power species and that each and every one of us has the ability to be a force, a force for whatever we want to be. Spin up some energy balls and spread those good vibes. All right, that'll do it for this episode, everybody. Thanks for hanging and more power to you.